With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts, and service needs to help you succeed in your field. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Well, next week, the best bowls players from uh, all around the globe will convene in the Gold Coast to compete for the right to become a world champion. The 2023 World Bowls champs is the first World Bowl champs post-COVID, with the last competition uh, held way back in 2016 down in Christchurch. Uh, there on the spot for us and for uh, bowls uh, Fans around the globe and particularly in New Zealand will be commentator and uh, bowls expert Kevin Hickland uh, covering all the action from next Tuesday and he joins us on the line now to preview, preview the event. Uh, morning to you, Kevin, and thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning, Ian, and thanks, uh, thanks very much for catching up. Right, OK, let's uh, look at this and uh, we're just uh, in the last hour actually talking about the Winter Games. What a place to host it, uh, the Gold Coast. Uh, that'll be a special venue, won't it? Uh, five rinks in, in all. Yes, certainly is. And of course, this time, you know, to, with the parabola has been involved as well. Forty-four countries lining up, uh, meaning that there is uh, five venues being used: that of uh, Broad Beach, Paradise Point, Musgrove Hill, Helensvale, and Mudgee Bar. And uh, the players will be rotating around those greens. And and the the, the first week, of course, we see the men's triples and men's pairs in action and the women's fours and the women's singles and then they play those finals and then we rotate around with the men changing and the women changing playing their section play uh, through the post-section play, getting underway, as I say, next Tuesday and then running for the next uh, 11 to 12 days uh, on the Gold Coast. Of course, our vision-impaired players as well. It's the first time they've been involved uh, in an all-encompassing uh, World Bowls event. So certainly uh, a big spectacle uh, on the Gold Coast, uh, Ian, and we're certainly looking forward to it. A New York men's New Zealand blackjack side and uh, an experienced women's side, and uh, we're looking for... Let's hope for some uh, strong results, but 44 countries, uh, you know, it's fairly tough competition. Kevin, uh, one of the sports, uh, of course, being uh, majorly hit too by COVID um, around the world. Of course, it's uh, been a long time in between uh, competitions, so uh, there'll be um, a lot of players who have missed out uh, during uh, their period as uh, top flight bowlers. So an opportunity, as you say, for a new breed to come through. It certainly is, Ian, because there'd actually been a New Zealand side, and just as the COVID started, there was a New Zealand side picked uh, to, to go to the World Bowls. Unfortunately, COVID came along, and some of those players who originally picked in that particular New Zealand side haven't made the cut in this particular side. And if you remember back in Christchurch, where you know, Shannon McElroy uh, won the men's single, world men's singles, Ali Forsyth won the, the men's fours. Well, that side has completely changed around now with the lineup of Tony Grantham of Auckland, Andrew Kelly of Canterbury, Krista Lee of Queensland, Lance Pascoe of Canterbury, and the youngster Sheldon Bagley Halley of Gore. Uh, none of those were in the ritually 
in the original or in the 2016 side. So it's a brand new men's side going forward to these world championships. The women's side, though, you know, we're fortunate. We've got you know, the legend, Val Smith, who uh, so today has played 632 games for New Zealand. And this will be her fifth uh, World Bowls, uh, attending her first one way back in 2004. Teamed up so many times with the great Joe Edwards. Of course, Joe Edwards now retired. But Val will be joined by Caitlin. It's very promising uh, player, or top player, formerly out of the Oxford Club in Christchurch, now based in Queensland. Uh, Taylor Bruce of Canterbury, Selena Goddard of North Harbour, and uh, on debut really at this big international event, Leanne Paulson of County. So uh, really the, both the sides, uh, except, well, except for uh, Val Smith and Tony Grantham, pretty much a new, new New Zealand lineups. Kevin, how do you go about selecting these players? Well, it's a, it's a pretty drawn out process, really. And we have, you know, we have the New Zealand Championships, of course. We have the Intercentre, Interprovincials, all a, a number of tournaments around. Uh, and Mike Kernahan, uh, our high performance coach, and the selectors, Peter Ballas and Sharon Sims, they certainly get around to all these events. Plus, now, of course, we have got players based in Australia, like Krista Lee, formerly of Auckland, uh, very, very strong player uh, in, in Queensland, and, and Caitlin Inch playing as well uh, out of the Sunshine Coast. They've been over there for quite some time and getting very, very good results in the very highly competitive you know, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast uh, competitions. So they've certainly put their hand up. Leleve, both Leleve and Caitlin Inch have won over recent times Queensland titles, which is certainly, it's no easy feat when they, you consider they're on the Gold Coast area and Sunshine Coast, they play bowls all year round. It's an all year round sport for sure. And out of the forefront in uh, uh, in the leading events in, in the Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast. So it uh, goes through a process. Of course, we've got a number of young players coming through as well. Uh, so, you know, there's a good path forward now uh, under the stewardship of Mike Kernahan. Uh, and the CEO of uh, Bowls New Zealand, Mark Cameron, there's a good, good follow-on process coming through so as we can strengthen our, our teams, uh, which we needed to be done, and thus we're now looking forward to seeing how we can, uh, how those results can come forward for us uh, on the Gold Coast. Right, let's uh, look at um, conditions, uh, can we, Kevin? As you say, it's a 12-month-of-the-year uh, sport because of the climate, of course. But in terms of the Greens, what kind of experience have uh, the bulk of our, our teams, and I, I include the, the, the para teams and the para-visually impaired teams as well, I just wonder how much experience they've had on those surfaces. And over the course of those five different venues, uh, will they change the conditions? Do they have different not, grass not, types, etc.? One thing about the Gold Coast in that they are very consistent. We were over there early in the year for a multi-nations event and we played at a number of these particular venues. The good thing which has happened with greens around the in Australia and in New Zealand now is we've got what we would call a, a pretty consistent speed of the greens so, uh, and a very consistent surface. So the greens on the Gold Coast, I'm picking will be running at around about 16 seconds. Now, if we go back to the Commonwealth Games last year in the UK where we played at Leamington on Spa, the Greens are running about 9 seconds, 9 to 10 seconds, really slow, heavy English grass greens. We came to the Gold Coast, like New Zealand, where we moved to a, a weed-type composition uh, surface, which means that you, uh, you've you got consistency of speed right throughout. Now, you know, 
we've been to all of these venues and really the the difference between the particular surfaces uh, is is minimal. Certainly, wind can, uh, weather conditions can uh, make a difference. Uh, heat, all sorts of things can make a difference to the running pace of the green. But as far as getting consistency, uh, I don't really see it as an issue. It, it will be an issue for some of the Northern Hemisphere teams. I don't dispute that. It's more challenging for them. Uh, but our squad will have had a good week's practice starting, in fact, today. Uh, where they're on the greens going around those various uh, venues or on the Gold Coast and they'll be having practice sessions uh, under the tutelage of their coach and Mike Kernan and uh, we'll be all set uh, for, ne- for next uh, next Tuesday morning on the Gold Coast to, uh, to start this campaign. Very uh, exciting opportunity for the, the Para team and the New Zealand Para visually impaired team as well. Tell us a wee bit about these combinations. Well, it's interesting, you know, uh, in, the, in the men's para team, we've got Mark Noble, the man of two, and Darren Woodland of Dunedin. Mark Noble, of course, has been a member of the the, the uh, para team for quite some time. A New Zealand chess master, in fact, he is. Very, very good player. Um, Julie O'Connell and Terry Blackburn are the Waikato. Now, Terry Blackburn has been a long-standing member uh, of the New Zealand indoor bowls team. Uh, and she's now made the transition uh, to the outdoor game and played earlier on in the year in the, in the, the Gold Coast and in a very, from the Waikato. Very, very good player. Uh, and then in the, in the visually uh, vision impaired, a very interesting selection there where we have got uh, in the side uh, Karen Wheeler of Dunedin and Jane Parsons of Perth. Well, formerly of Taranaki is Jane Parsons, now living in Perth. Uh, had a very good uh, paracycler or visually impaired cycling career and uh, she won a bronze at the Paralympics in Beijing and went on from there to win five world titles in various paracycling uh, world championship events and uh, decided to take up uh, bowls and her, her of course, with the vision impaired players, they have an assistant with them. So uh, Kieran Wheeler's father and Jane uh, Parsons' husband, uh, Brent, they're the directors, and they assist them on the head to give them some guidance of what's going on. And it's an education for people to watch the vision impaired players, actually, Ian, because um, they play just like anybody else. Their, their director gives them some guidance and instructions, uh, so and away they go. So three, you know, a number of our uh, players in that particular, those disciplines, have come from a sporting background. Unfortunately, they've had disabilities that have arisen. But, of course, the great thing about this sport is they're still able to participate and now participate uh, on the platform of a world championship. Kevin, um, if, we, if we go back to um, um, the, the other competitions, and I, I just wonder with the lack of world championships uh, over the last period of time, about to seven years, coming up eight years, I just I wonder who the favourites would be. I mean, do, uh, are Australia at a massive advantage here with um, their oh, it, ability to play a lot yeah. more bowls than we are because of climate as such? I mean, who are the favourites? Um, you know, I go back to days of David Bryant coming out of the UK, etc., uh, wonderful bowlers all around the world. But who are the favourites uh, that we'll have to knock over here? 
Oh, definitely Australia. We found that just recently at the multinational nations event that we played it in. You know, the, the, to say the Australians live on the green is somewhat an understatement because they do. Like they are, you know, and they're playing top flight competitions all the time. They've got a very well funded high performance uh, program. Not that we haven't got a funded high performance program here, but you know, the Australians, they, you know, via the Institute of Sport, they've got a very, very, very good program. Uh, and they were always hard to beat. Watch out for Scotland, the great Alex Marshall, one of the greatest players. Mm-hmm. If we talk about David Bryant, uh, Alex Marshall of Scotland is the David Bryant, the new David Bryant, so to speak. Uh, won numerous Commonwealth Games uh, titles uh, and, and spends quite a bit of time uh, playing bowls out in Australia. He's played in major events this year in Australia. Uh, Malaysia, uh, they spend quite a bit of time uh, in Australia as well. But, you know, look, let's cut to the chase that, you know, the favourites going into this world, Bowls, uh, are without doubt Australia. But as you know, with international sporting, when you've got 44 mm. countries lining up, a cup events can, you know, results can change very quickly. You get upsets, all sorts of things occur. Um, so, yes, they'll be the favourites, but uh, we'll certainly be there as well, uh, knocking pretty hard to... Uh, to get on that diet, as to, as to, remembering, of course, the New Zealand men's team are the defending world champions. They they hold the Leonard Trophy, uh, which is the, the the cream of the cream of world bowls for me, and uh, which they won at the last World Bowls Championships in Christchurch. So, New Zealand is the defending champions of the Leonard Trophy, which will be contesting again. So, you know, the, the the New Zealand men, new side, but certainly I know I can I know in fact you know I know they're a very harmonious team. They're young. They get on exceptionally well together, as do our women's side. And although we're looking at new combinations, I'm pretty sure that we'll have we'll come home with strong results. Kevin Hickland, how do we catch up with it? How do we follow it media-wise? Well, I'll be giving regular updates uh, right throughout the event uh, in of uh, daily progress, etc. There'll also be uh, on the Bowls New Zealand uh, website. There'll be the, the there'll be updates as, as, as well, regularly going up as there will be on the Bowls Australia um, uh, website as well. And the finals, there will be some Bowls New Zealand matches. I'm not sure yet until that gets finalised with the broadcasting team. There will be some New Zealand matches which will be live streamed on the Bowls Australian uh, channel. And plus all of the finals, uh, the uh, both both weekends of finals, uh, will be live here in the uh, spring Australia, of course, but is picked up by Sky New Zealand and will be on Sky Sport. Uh, and let's hope we've got some New Zealand sides uh, who are going to be featured in those TV events. But now I'll be with uh, with yourself and Mark Stafford. I'll be bringing uh, regular updates of progress to our New Zealand sides uh, right throughout the event uh, on the Gold Coast. Jealous, very jealous. Uh, what a place to cover sport, the Gold Coast, Broad Beach in particular. So um, very, very jealous, Kevin. But please, uh, yeah, as you say, keep your phone on and we want regular updates and we'll be in contact. Thanks for the preview this morning. Travel safely and enjoy the spectacle. Thanks very much, Ian, and all the best. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Kevin Hickland there, who will be keeping us up to date uh, with everything coming out of the World Bowls Championships uh, on the Gold Coast. Um, they officially start on t- Tuesday, 29th of August, goes through to the finals on September the 10th. The formats, uh, of course, will be split throughout the weeks and throughout the various uh, bowling rinks there. You've got Broad Beach, Paradise Point, Musgrave Hill, Hel- Helens Vale and Mudgee Bar. Fantastic, fantastic uh, facilities and what a place to go to a World Championship.
the Gold Coast. Oof, 10-17.